Hello and welcome to Venview on Spielberg. I'm your resident Spielberg apatheticist, Matt Benson. And I am resident uh, Spielberg fanatic, Justin Kizan. Uh, and today we're here not to talk about one of his films, but to talk about a television episode that he did. It's interesting because yeah. I think the episode we're going to talk about, no one, even me, yeah, I didn't even know he directed this. And it's actually not only just a a little show it kind of iconic yeah it's a big this is, this is big time this, this is big, the first episode too yeah that blew my damn yeah. mind so, so yeah. uh colombo is the name of the show just, to, just jump ahead. <laughs> yeah we're just gonna fuck Let's it just kill that what? suspense <laughs> we're talking about colombo um um and this is the first episode entitled murder by the book mm-hmm. uh and it's directed by old, old stevie spiels and i uh, written by steven bochco Correct. Later to be famous for like MIPD Blue. Sure. Uh, Say Elsewhere. Sounds, sounds right to that me. That sounds about right to you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's, uh, it's interesting when you decided to bring up, because yeah, if you remember last episode, mm-hmm. I thought we were going to do the other, like the next Spielberg next movie. Next movie. And you were the one who brought up like, or not. And yeah. I'm like, okay, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> and I paused my thoughts. Yeah. Um, and actually really glad we did this because you're right. It is kind of cool to hang around this early Spielberg. Yeah. And, um, just soak up the last of them before we move on to, to big old Johnny blockbuster. Yeah. And we, and it's true. Like that is one movie away from the last film to Johnny blockbuster. (laughs) Um, and actually even this is before this is from the, this came out in uh, 1971. Yes. So it's even before, uh, Duel, I believe, and Sugarland Express. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to call you correct on that one. Okay. (laughs) Uh, we'll, we'll get confirmation in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, this was the first episode of Columbo aired, uh, is worth noting, but there was also an unaired pilot. Right. So who can say how much of the, the look was, was established by Spielberg or established by the other guy? Yeah, and to be fair, yeah, this is... I do not have at the moment. This is him doing his... Uh, I've got confirmed before Duel and uh, Sugarland Express. Lo- lovely. Thank you, Internet. <laughs> um, well, because this is interesting, too. This is his... Uh, I working, I'm working in the TV. This is his TV directing yeah. phase. And um, I think it's safe to say that television directing in this era from like the late 60s early 70s very different from now yeah absolutely very different from now um and i think a lot of that comes from the fact that this is still the kind of television was still allowing itself to in a way way it's like it was sort of trying to match movies still yeah i mean this i mean here's an episode of colombo that is uh, an hour and 15 minutes without commercials mm-hmm. we generally see i mean occasionally like a, a really big show We'll get that. Yeah. But like right off the boat, Columbo. Like who knew no one knew who what Columbo was before this. Right. And right off the bat, you know, you know what? We're gonna give you an hour and a half in in the middle of your prime time <laughs> of, of an old man with a cigar. <laughs> and it's I love it, but you 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 wouldn't get away with that today. No, you absolutely wouldn't. Um uh, have you seen an episode of Columbo? Uh this before? was the first full episode of Columbo I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. I'd seen bits and pieces before. I was familiar with the tropes. But to be honest, I was more of a Rockford Files man <laughs> than a Columbo guy. I feel uh, like you have to pick your, you have to choose your. You're either your Columbo, guy. Rockford File, or Murder She Wrote. Yeah, is that that's the? I'm yeah. sure there's another one. Oh no, Matlock. Yeah, you could be a Matlock guy. <laughs> you be a Matlock guy for sure. Uh, mm. I feel like they all have their own distinct feel. Right. But, so Columbo, who's Columbo for? If we're gonna pick the people that each of these are for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think to be fair, when this when this came out, yeah. like. 
Peter Falk was still relatively a young man here, like like mid early thirties. Yeah. So I would before he, he looks wrecked. Though, he, let's be honest. Well, I love Peter Falk. But he, he looks wrecked. He, yeah, that is not me disagreeing with <laughs> so, you. That's yeah. like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, yes, agreed. And he does. Uh, I would say that this is paperback reading grocery store moms and dads. That's that's who Columbo's. I, I think specifically right now. Yes. Okay. Um, and then Matlock. Well, that's for old people. It's for way old people. Yeah. And then Murder She Wrote is like the moms who watched Columbo and then moved on from yeah. Columbo. I'm gonna suggest also Anglophiles maybe are, are into oh, the yeah. Murder She Wrote. Okay, good call. I hunt. No. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. I'm say there's some crossover there. <laughs> and then Rockford Files is just for cool guys like me. I'm just saying. I've actually I've never seen an episode of Rockford Files. Oh, so. you got it. I'll tell you what's a good way to get into the Rockford Files. Not so much. Ben View and Rockford Files. Everyone. Oh, it's coming coming soon. <laughs> Follow Matt Fraction on Tumblr mm-hmm. because for a long time he was just posting stills of Rockford Files and it was the greatest thing ever. I actually remember that. It's uh, true. <laughs> and actually, I'm gonna. Uh, uh, whoops! I just dropped something on the floor. I talked to him at uh, a signing once, and Kelly Sudaconic. And they talked about how they had a Rockford Files themed wedding, which was a, a joyous. This a is why I like for them, I'm sure, and a joyous moment for me. Talking. This is why it. I love those two. Yeah, they're so great. <laughs> they're great people. Uh, but this is not Benview not... loves Fraction and Deconic to Fraction. Dude, this is not Benview who loves Fraction and Deconic who also love Rockford Files. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a very specific show. It's a lot of layers, and it doesn't even lead back to what we're actually supposed to be talking about, which is Columbo. Columbo, directed by Steven Spielberg. Correct. Um, so actually, no. I'm with. I'm actually like you. I've never sat down and watched a full episode. Mm-mm, this is my first Columbo episode, and I'm, but like you, like yo, I grew up knowing Columbo. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces. Um, I like. I love Peter Falk as well. Like, I, I actually kind of got excited when I realized, like, oh hey, I actually have an excuse to watch Columbo, Columbo yeah. and it's the first episode. Yeah, you're getting it on the ground floor. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, uh, Peter Falk. Let me ask. Peter Falk is an interesting person to me. Because mm-hmm. I've always had this just general sense of love toward him. Yeah. But in watching this, I realized I think I've only ever seen him in two things. <laughs> this episode of Columbo mm-hmm. and The Princess Bride. That's fair, because he's wonderful in The Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, I've always I've always loved him. Right, right. But I've, I, I, I just now realize that like I, I've not seen a lot of his work. Like you can't say, like, oh, yeah, my, my all-time, like, oh, like, in the slew of Peter Falk films I've seen. Yeah. You can't say that. You no. literally go like, in the two things, okay. in the I, one I, I, thing. Yeah, until recently, the one thing. <laughs> um, he was in Shark Tale. That's a goddamn shame. <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of people paid a lot of money to be in Shark true. Tale. <laughs> um, I saw Made. I saw him in Made. Oh, it was uh, Made with uh, Vince, Vince Vinn? In, the... in uh, Favreau's first film. Yeah, I didn't a care for that movie. Neither did I. I did but... see it, so I guess that's another thing. <laughs> I, I sing Peter Falk in quite a few things, but it's it's hard for me to also say that I... I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm like I've, I've not seen his oeuvre. As but there's well. an intrinsic you you like him. He's got yeah. some quality where you, if you've seen him for one second in a thing, mm-hmm. you you remember him and you love him. I think he exactly. And I think the thing about Peter Falk is that like he's in that category of. Here's one of my. I have a little pet peeve kind of recently when people try to criticize movies or. Uh, actors and films where they're like, oh, you just cast that guy and he does he or she does the exact same shit. They blah blah blah. You just cast him to be the same thing. And which yeah. I go, why is that a problem? Yeah, because I feel like Peter Falk more or less does a version of Peter Falk every time. Yeah, but he's like you said, he's very engaging, and I, because it's a very unique energy that he brings to a role. Um, that's why Columbo is such a a huge iconic part from not just because he did like thirteen seasons. Is that like there is a role that someone crafted. 
around Peter Falk. Yeah. And to basically for Peter Falk to be at his most Peter Falkiest. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember that that was a, a huge complaint while uh, lobbed against Michael Sarah when he first yeah. got big. And my argument was always like, look at Bill Murray yep. and every single movie he made in the <laughs> 70s and 80s. Yeah. He's the same character in every single one. Woody Allen has yeah. been Woody Allen in every... He has other guys play versions of Woody Allen yeah. when he's not the lead. Yeah, when, when he couldn't play him anymore, <laughs> he got other people to do his thing. Right. So Peter Falk in that category was like, you cast him because I want Peter Falk. Yeah. And you know what? That's not a that's not a wrong thing to want. No, no. Who and can blame anyone for wanting Peter Falk? Exactly. I want Peter Falk now. I want him all the time. <laughs> Uh, so let's get into the episode. Itself. Right. Okay. Uh, so it starts out. We, there's a, a man typing at a, a, a one, one of those old things. What are they call? That's a typewriter. It's a what now? A typewriter. A, I think you mean to say computer. Not yet. It is a typewriter. <laughs> and this is 1971. So it would be a typewriter. So, so he's not a hipster. Uh, correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, it, man comes into his office, mm-hmm. points a gun in his head. And you're thinking, I don't know what's going to happen here. But then, guess what? The the first man just laughs. <laughs> he thinks it's a whole, he realizes that it is, of course, a hilarious prank. Mm. Fingers not on the trigger. No bullets in the chamber. And he knows all this because he points out that he is a a mystery writer. Yes. And the re- and he's like, you're you're all your tropes are wrong. Of yeah. course, you're not going to shoot me. Yeah. Smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> So he knows a little something, this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I want to point out the, the it was the title of the book that he's writing, which I, I it's just I don't, I don't know how it's really relevant to the rest of the episode, mm-hmm. but it just kind of stuck out and was very memorable to me. Yeah. Uh, the title of the book he's writing is "Your Wet Umbrella Gave You Away," <laughs> which is <laughs> that's a, like yeah, that's a great that's title a, for a, a, a crime novel. That no, he's actually, apparently writing. that is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it's a goof. Mm-hmm. Turns out this guy who's come over is his uh, writing partner. Yeah, but they're about they're splitting up, mm-hmm. and he's coming over to say, "Hey, man, I get it. You, it. you want to branch out on your own? Let's let's bust out some champagne, even though it's morning time." <laughs> he's laying his Franklin, correct? <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, Ken Frank- Franklin. Ken and Franklin. Jim something. Yes, and Franklin's laying it on a bit thick. Yeah. The, he's the, going real out of his way to show how okay he is with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's yeah. go. I'm good. Like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he invites him to his cabin, which mm-hmm. is in San Diego. Right. Uh, and he says, "You'll be my first male uh, visitor," which right away is is a, is a clue that this is a stabbing cabin. This is somewhere <laughs> where he he likes to take the ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and they're based in L.A., so that's like a right. They're based yeah. in L.A., so it's, yeah. it's a two hour. It'd be a two hour drive. Yeah. And uh, Jim was like, ah, it's, I, oh, come on. Oh, I, I got to my wife. I told my wife I'm going to be home yeah. a certain time. I had some ridiculous. No, no, no. And Franklin's like, no, no, no. Go well, ahead. I, yeah. yeah. So that happens. And let's establish this because this, this will come up in a bit. Yes. Would, would Two hours, that the LA to San Diego, you think is about two hours? Mm, yeah. I would say right. maybe three. And my, my math oh, you know is only because from where we are in Orange County right. to San Diego is two. I'm st- and I'm, we're in LA in the opposite direction is an hour. You are correct. So I'm going to say three <clears throat> hours. Yes. And I'm only bringing it up because it will come up in a bit. Mm-hmm. I would just like to establish oh, good. now. No, thank you. You're right. Because I'm, I'm coming from an Orange hours. County guy at like, San Diego. Comic-Con yeah. is a two-hour drive. Yeah, but you are correct. That's exactly what I was thinking <laughs> when I was working out this math, too. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Yes, yeah. It will be a three-hour drive to and yeah, three-hour drive back. So it will be yeah. a six-hour day trip, basically, yeah. to be in, you know, for them. Yes, yeah. correct. Um, so yeah, as you were saying, he, uh, he mm. says, I, you know, I, gotta, I was going to have dinner with my wife. Yeah. I can't do this. Franklin's really pushing in. Yeah. He's like, no, go tell the wife you're 
You're I'm working late. late. You're, you're, yeah. you're really wrapped into this book. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> he agrees, and then Franklin leaves his lighter on the table, mm-hmm. which is an excuse to get back into the office yeah. from the car. Which, I, it's kind of weird. Like, he could have just said he left his line right there. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, he was... Yeah, Franklin was very... Wanted to be sure his, that detail was was so clear to yeah. him. Yeah, which like, which kind of makes sense with what you find out later. That right. He, he is staging this, like, a spoiler alarm. One of these mm. gentlemen ends up dead. Right. I mean, I guess wait, I, to, to get something up right now, like... That I forgot. That's the hook of a Columbo episode. Yeah, we see the crime first, right? And it's, and the deal is that you see Columbo figure it out, even though you actually know, yeah, pretty much all the details. This is not a who has done it, yes. as they say. Exactly. This it's the a, we know does, who did it. How right. does Columbo figure it out? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so Ken Franklin is staging this murder. Excuse me. Hold on. <coughs> Head to cough. Okay. Um, and, and and he's staging it like like an idea he would have in a book, so that's of course why he's 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 very specific on the details. Here. Right. So he leaves the light in the office. They go down to the car. He says, "Oh shit, I forgot my lighter. I gotta go back and get it." Mm-hmm. Gets in the office, trashes the place. Right. For, the very first thing he does is knock the books on the floor. And mm-hmm. He takes a particular glee in that, because, so he can <laughs> see he's he's angry at his partner here. Right. Um, and then he destroys the office, lights a cigarette like a cool guy, <laughs> and, and, and walks out. Um. To describe Franklin and Jim as well for a little bit, like in terms yeah. of how they look, Franklin yeah. um, is about as uh, is wasp a correct word? I mean, yeah, I would say he's like he's the classic rich older white douchebag. Yeah, it, that, boom. <laughs> yeah, and, and put that put that guy in the seventies, and that's Franklin. Um, yeah. And then if you if you remember Caddyshack, picture Judge Smales. <laughs> he's, he's that type of character. Bingo, correct. Um, whereas Jim is a little more laid back. He wears a, a collared shirt. Yeah, he's like the kind of classic hip cool writer type right he's got the glasses but he, he you know he, he, he's you know he's, little, he's not a total he's, he's not a tool like franklin yeah franklin's a tool we can see that jim's a good guy yeah <laughs> we can see that franklin's a tool yeah, exactly it's, it's, <laughs> it's all there's no they're not making it ambiguous yet. no 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 uh <clears throat> they get on the road um and they then they stop at a country store on the way to the cabin man man spielberg loves his country store <laughs> doesn't he <laughs> wow that's uh and it just kind of came to my mind right now. Yeah. It's like, hmm, that's a that's a trend I didn't realize that was going to happen. Country stores and and driving on freeways. I yeah, think there's we'll, a, lot. You'll see a lot. I, that too. was another thing that my brain was thinking that too. There's a lot of driving in this too. Yeah, <laughs> big into driving, Spielberg. Is he is he like a no known to like cars? Is he one of those guys? Is, I, he, is he one of these uh, Jay Leno types? <laughs> I just uh, maybe. Let's. I'm, I never thought of that, but uh, I'm I'm getting suspicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To stop at the country store. They stop at the country store. Uh, this is where we meet Mrs. Lasanka. Yeah. Uh, she is widowed. She's got a bit of a crush on Big Ken. Teeth. Big teeth. Two huge teeth. Uh, I was reading uh, uh, her IMDb page, mm-hmm. and uh, her and and with people, she, you know, sad sad moment. She oh. she died young. She was shot and killed. Oh wow. Uh, when she was like like five years after this episode of Columbo. Oh wow. Um, so her her biography on on IMDb is kind of written like an obituary, mm-hmm. but it starts out with like toothy actress, what their name is. <laughs> Come Just on, not how you, that's not how you honor a legacy IMDb. <laughs> so uh, listen, no, she's not a, she's not like a hugely celebrated actress, but for crying out loud, she's a human being. Yeah, right? like let's can we just get an IMDb editor just magically yeah. just wipe? We, I, I would like that change. <laughs> if we talk to the boys over to IMDb, do not be mean, but I will say, listen, I think that's that's obvious, so let's not call it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure she's a lovely lady. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, yes, but. 
Um, so yeah, uh, Ken gives her a book, a signed book. Right. Prognosis Death, is that what it's called? Yeah, Prognosis Death, yes. That's that's classic. <laughs> I feel like as we learn who's the real talent, I feel like Ken came in with that title, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so and then while he's at the country store, oh, and he says he's here alone because right. she's like Lasenka's like, hey, which is it the the yeah. blonde or the he's red? Gotta, he's trying to make sure that like Lasenka thinks that he's alone, and yeah. he's trying to make sure that Jim doesn't leave the car. Yes, so that Jim doesn't go down with him. He's making sure his bases are covered in both yeah. ends. Like he doesn't, she doesn't see him, and he doesn't see her. There's no weird, like oh, what's going on, hanging out with your friend thing, yeah. or your co-writer because she's clearly a fan of the books. Yes, uh, and then Ken makes the phone call. To uh, Jim's wife, mm-hmm. and he says, "Hey, you know, I'm up at the cabin, alone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you should come up in a few days. I'll see you." Really laying this plan. Yeah, really setting it up. Yeah, and yeah. while he's doing that, uh oh, mm-hmm. here's some trouble for Ken, because uh, Lasanka's looking out the window, looking at the car, mm-hmm. and she spots Jim. Yep, which will be important later. So they go to the cabin. Jim, on some level, senses something's weird. He's asking about deja vu. Uh, not, not <laughs> obviously not sensitive enough to save his life because they, they go to the cabin. Uh, Ken has Jim, uh, and <laughs> Ken just being a real casual shithead right here. Uh, he, 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 um, so Jim calls the operator to call his wife because it's the 70s, right? And uh, and Ken says, Oh, it's obviously you've never cheated on Joanna, you don't call the operator, you call direct so that you can pretend you're at your office. Um, so he, he gives him the area code which also he gives him the LA area code he gives him his own area code which right. seemed weird to me that oh. Jim wouldn't know is that a 70s thing I, too? I almost feel like that's more just getting the information to the audience to okay. be sure I mean that's that's me theorizing and giving them probably a little too much credit because yeah. um, <laughs> he says because, the area code is 213 because it's a little weird yeah you're right which is an LA area code right just, you know we're locals we know this yes <laughs> if he had said 619 we would know it was San Diego. Yeah. This has been Area Codes with Pat Benson. <laughs> um, so anyway, he calls his wife, says, "Hey, I'm 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 hanging late at the office." Do, you know, doing that whole spiel. Yeah, and then he gets shot in the head. With, now this time properly. Yeah, the guns, uh, guns, triggers and uh, finger yeah, trigger proper. Everything. On the trigger, yep. bullets in the gun. Mm-hmm. Can't shoot gun, guns. Guns in the point <laughs> of the head. Gun. I was tr- I was trying so hard. Mm-hmm. To do, uh, uh, you go in the tank, tank goes in the water, shark goes in the water. But I just, I couldn't make it's it work. Like you were just, is that, oh, I'm sorry, man. I saw that you were trying and it's uh, all right. Uh, you know, I want to apologize to the listener because I feel I've let them down and uh, it, it won't happen again. It's okay. Well, if you find another opportunity. Yeah, I'll please, work it in. Please work I'll, it in. I'll try, to, I'll try to force it in. Um, And then boom, Ken, sh- Ken shoots yeah, uh, Jim in the head straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Joanna calls the police. Joanna's the wife, I should say. Yes, um, she talks to them. They go to the office because, of course, she believes that he was killed at the office. Mm-hmm. And they see that it's all wrecked, but they're they're saying, "Hey, uh, no blood, no body. What's going on here?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's distraught. She needs a she needs some water. She goes out to the fountain, and at this point, almost twenty minutes in, this is where we meet for the first time ever on our television screens, Lieutenant Columbo. It's interesting. That it took twenty minutes to actually meet yeah. Columbo, and I was, I was sitting there kind of getting semi impatient because mm. <laughs> again, I actually yeah. did forget. Oh right, Columbo episodes supposed to do this way. It's supposed yeah. to start it up. Start. And um, 
and that's the thing, right? Like I said, like a character clearly crafted or at least crafted the strengths of the actor. Yeah. That's like a very, again, like with little knowledge between you and me have seen actual Peter Falk footage out of foot movie films outside of the ones yeah. we mentioned. I feel like that is such a Peter Falk entrance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes in and yeah. he's, he's not even part of the regular super staff. Super casual. Yeah. yeah. He's, not, <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's not in the office <laughs> and uh, she's trying to get a drink of water from the fountain, but it's not working. Yeah. And, and then he, he talks about... Uh, why it doesn't work like Columbo complains that the fan doesn't work he's like yeah I get it it's it just I don't know what happened it's just <laughs> Peter Falk is an honor yeah, to have you on this podcast hey, I, I mean I think this for that keep talking this is, about I mean this is amazing keep... A this is a pretty small podcast for you to appear on I appreciate it I'm, pr- I'm you know I'm very certain that you're not alive anymore yeah well you know I just I got, I got ways <laughs> that's really impressive Mr. Falk wow wow um, did you? Is are, there some kind of necromancy involved? Is, is you probably best if you don't know. Is, it's fine. Is this is this evil? <laughs> no, is some evil done for this no evil. To happen? There's no evil here. Okay, well, that's okay, very okay. reassuring. Uh, from, from, to hear that you, from you, Mister Fox. That, you, that's very... you boys seem nice. Keep going. I'll be over here and I'll get make some eggs or something. That's... Oh, you're. I, oh, you know, oh, I, I, oh, that's a good segue. Because you made eggs in the thing. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. The omelet. Go ahead, go talk about the omelet. No. Uh, uh, Mr. Fox wants to talk about the omelet. I guess we're going to talk about the omelet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, <laughs> so he goes to Joanna's house yeah. and um, tries to basically like. Well, he gives her a ride home because okay, she's right. distraught. Right. Uh, and then he offers to make some food. Mm. To make a food. Because clearly she hasn't eaten yeah. since the whole incident. And, uh, and, and we start seeing the process of what Columbo does. As a detective, yeah, in, in depending on who he's talking to, yeah. So he's keep he's getting Joanna at ease, yeah. Um, and part of it is just being a little goofy, yeah, and a little weird, and yeah. making omelet in the weirdest way possible, yeah. Well, I would like to talk about this omelet <laughs> for a number of reasons. Sure. First of all, you get some great. This is the kind of stuff you you wouldn't get on TV today, mm-hmm. where they just kind of there's a real relaxed pace where like he's making the omelet and he, he cracks the egg gets the eggshells in the omelet he has to fish them out you just you're, it's <laughs> you kind of see everything that you that uh you you wouldn't this scene would move a little faster in in today's world right and i i don't think that's a good thing right in today's world like i liked it better and i like this style better right where it's just kind of it's a very relaxed scene he's making an omelet he's asking some questions and we can really just kind of you know relax into it and get to know the character agreed which uh, i really enjoy i totally agree with that and it's like um, it, it, and that's because all of this is is just settling in. Yeah, and it's settling. Columbo. It's first time we're actually really getting to meet the title character. Yeah, um, and getting to know the title character. And like I said, you're getting a glimpse of his process. You are getting a glimpse of who he, how he's getting information out. And and it's funny. Yeah, like I make fun of him making the omelet because it's a very weird way of making an omelet. Well, that's what I, I would want to talk about that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So Columbo here mentions that his wife is always making fun of him for being such a bad cook. Mm-hmm. But the one thing he can make very well is omelets. He makes a perfect omelet, he, be- he brags. Right, right. I'm sort of a reverse Columbo in that I feel like I'm a pretty <laughs> solid cook. I can mm-hmm. cook things fairly well. Right. I've never once in my life successfully cooked an omelet. <laughs> I've tried many times. Mm-hmm. It has never gone my way. Now you, Justin, I yeah. know you to be a very good cook because I see you all the time. You're posting these pictures right. on Facebook of these delicious meals Thank you. that mm-hmm. look no doubt amazing. Just today, <laughs> your mother posted a picture and, and tagged you. That's why I saw it. I wasn't a weirdo. Of, uh, of, of some, some... I'm not following your mother on Facebook? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's weird? Uh, okay. <laughs> of some, some mini burgers that you made for her. All right. And they looked incredible. Oh, Justin, they looked so good. Thank you. Uh, so uh, 
as I'm going to ask for your expert opinion yeah. on the omelet he's making here. What is weird about it? Is it that he's mixing everything all together? In the it bowl is a. Bas- it is in fact a hodgepodge yeah. of of mixing and match. Okay, it's. And also the way that I was taught to make an omelet yeah. that has never worked out for me once. Mm-hmm. So maybe Columbo's onto something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is I I start cooking the eggs when they start to get a little solid. Then I put my ingredients in. And then I turn it over. See, that's that's a normal omelet. Yeah. And I was really, I think the moment that threw Colum- me, yeah, yeah, Columbo just tucks in the onions. He just throw them throw- all in the, in the bowl. Like, <laughs> mix them all together. Well, his onion chopping is huge. Yeah. And like, I'm sitting he's there, getting he's, huge chunks of onion. Like, I just, you know, like, I would put a little bit of onion. I'm not a big raw onion guy. I kind of like my onions caramelized, so yeah. whatever. But it's like, he's just, <laughs> t- like, he's just tucking them in. He takes, like, it's a just, whole onion, yeah, puts it into, like, three pieces, <laughs> and just throws three onion thirds my, my mind was into bl- a bowl of eggs <laughs> just seeing him just like like he's grating the cheese went okay that's cool that's good and then he just mixes it in with the eggs well, you, you want the melty cheese yeah. why do you want that like you want a layer like does your like I think your wife just told you this just yeah, to make you happy his, with something his wife was flattering him <laughs> maybe um, but again uh, but almost to the degree like I said like he's doing this and I can I'm sure Joanna can make a better meal than that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure that's also the tactic. He's just in there and he's making a silly goof of himself on the kitchen and yeah. Joanna's laughing and again, keeping her at ease and he's asking questions like, hey, so how long have you, how long have you guys, you know, like, you know, how long has John, how long has Jim and Franklin been yeah, working together? The, the relationship. And, you, and she's getting, he's been getting, because he's been slowly getting little hints from Joanna just talking about Franklin that Joanna is clearly not a fan of Franklin. Yeah. And, He's trying to dig, like, what kind of relationship do they have? And we find out that it's more, it's the truth of the matter is that Jim writes, Franklin takes credit. Yeah. That's, that's the, what we find out here. That's what we find out here, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to, there's a quick moment that I forgot to mention, but I just, I just noticed it in my notes, where uh, as they're leaving the office, there's just this quick little, like, non sequitur moment where Columbo says, I like the elevator buttons because you don't have to press them. They work by the heat of your hands. <laughs> what she just says and kind of leaves there, which is this just kind of weird little quirk that, again, would put someone on ease because it's just like, yeah, this is a uh, this is a real weird guy, but who's interesting. Um, who's a cop? He swears he's a cop. <laughs> yeah. So I, I trust him a little bit more yeah. than like a, just a weird schmuck dude in a coat coming up to me and telling yeah. me this. Um, so he's got that. Yeah. Like, it's, that's the thing where it's like, I, actually, here's something I didn't know. I didn't know that Columbo was actually a straight up working. He works with the department. Yeah, he's with the LAP. He's not a private eye. He is yeah. a. Like an, my a, guy, like Jim Rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like your boy Jim. Yeah. Um, he's, in fact, a. He's, he works for the yeah. LAPD. And I didn't know that. So I didn't. I realized, like, oh, it's, it's funny because you never really see him interact with anyone. No, not, a, not a whole lot of other cops. Especially like the one time we do see him interact with other cops, it's not the LAPD. It's the it's the San Diego yeah. County Police. Yeah, when he's he was looking up at the country store. Right, and again, later. we get to that bit. Yeah, but it's interesting to see that like in a weird way, it's almost if, like at least in this one, I'm sure you have 13 seasons, you will eventually have him talk to other cops. Yeah, <laughs> um, but as of right now, you can almost assume that like is he just that guy who yeah. the cops know? Oh, we're just gonna let him. Yeah. do his thing 13 seasons worth noting and tv movies up until 2003 Jeez. the last columbo movie was in 2003 Whew. like that's crazy 71 to 2003 that's like, all he's been playing columbo a long time yeah. um anyway okay so then we, uh, he goes back to the office mm-hmm. and he meets he meets ken yeah ken franklin mm-hmm uh, and right away, Ken, Ken's talking shit. <laughs> Ken's like, you know, uh, Miss Melville would have solved this already. Miss Melville is there, uh, is 
Franklin and James, Jim's uh, fictional detective character. Yeah. They're, they're kind of like, I'm assuming a Miss Marple. Yeah. A Miss Marple that's what it seems off. like. We see a picture, what we assume is a picture of her at the end, a painting that's in their office. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we probably see it in the background all throughout the movie. Right. And it is like an older lady, like a Miss Marple type. Right. Um, so he says, yeah, hey, dummy, Mrs. Melville <laughs> would have figured this out. And uh, <laughs> can I point out, I'm going to start this right now. I I fucking hate Ken. <laughs> he's a real douche. He's he's the epitome. He's not of, a good guy. <laughs> he's the epitome of a flat douche, of a straight douche, yeah. and it's just and it's amazing like that he's gotten away with yeah. nearly half of the shit he's gotten yeah. away with. Now I'm not even talking about the murder. I'm yeah. Just like as a human being, yeah. Yeah, here he's just openly mocking the police. <laughs> right, like this is a, yeah, like because that's also proving his arrogance, right? Because yeah. he thinks I have this so in the bag, yeah, and this schmuck, yeah, is gonna try to arrest me, or he won't. He won't even figure it out yeah. that it's me even. Yeah. Now, ever. He will never figure... This idiot who's with the weird glass eye yeah. <laughs> is never going to figure this out. So yeah. I'll play along and I'll... And he's so fucking cocky yeah. in this whole thing and saying that Columbo's now no better than their character that they created, yeah. um, uh, etc. Yeah. And Columbo is happy to sort of play the schmuck along with him yeah. to kind of draw the information out of him. Mm. Oh, yeah, and he plays it like like a violin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, it was like, oh, so what you do here? And nah, 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 you yeah. know, that shit, yeah. you know? <laughs> Um, and so here, uh, Ken presents what his story is for how uh, Jim met his demise. Uh-huh. Uh, he presents a list of uh, mafia men that, uh, that Jim had been asking questions at, about, apparently, for, right. uh, for a mafia expose that he was working on. Right. Um, and as Very the, conveniently working on. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> convenient. Uh, and as, uh, as Columbo points out, the list supposedly went straight from the typewriter to the desk, right. and yet it is folded as if it was stuffed in a jacket pocket, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, f- uh, Franklin quickly comes up with a lie. Oh, he used it as a bookmark. And this is where it gets interesting, right? Because now you, for most of this time, Columbo's like playing off like, oh, I don't know what's going on, and what's, oh, wow, oh, ooh, you got fancy everything. And then he pulls this bit of yeah. what he's, yeah, he's like, describing like, that's weird, if you do this, why would you do this? Yeah. <laughs> And Ken's like, I, he just kind of catches him off guard. Yeah, like, yeah where's the schmuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? No, yeah, yeah, what happened to the idiot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, where did he go? <laughs> where did he go? And so he's, but you know, Ken thinking, oh, I'm still, oh, I, I got this again. I yeah. got this fucking in the bag. So he comes up with a secondary lie, and that's where I like. That's why I'm starting to get what's why Columbo as a show is appealing. Yeah, is that you're waiting for Columbo to catch on to go? Oh, I'm gonna ask this one quick question, yeah. and then you see that person fucking try to come up with a quick lie yeah. and you know that's gonna be hard to track yeah like he's been ken's been clearly very proud of how many lies he's created lined up and now he has to start adding new lies mm-hmm. and you're and you just know that oh oh he's gonna yeah, he's gonna muck it up another thing that ken has to keep track of yep. he's screwed. <laughs> exactly um so then Columbo, he's kind of he's going in for now, and as he's leaving, I wrote I wrote down the exact words here because this is the first this is an historic moment <laughs> in, in in Columbo, mm-hmm. uh, in which he says Columbo is it worth it? he has a catchphrase where the words are not exactly set right, but there's no exact words to the catchphrase; it's all just a variation on the theme. Mm-hmm. And here he says, actually, there is one thing. Yeah, <laughs> and then he asks, there is just actually there's <laughs> one thing, there's one thing, just one thing. <laughs> uh, and then he asks, um. Can't uh, ask question here, which is he says uh, if if I had found out my friend died and I was in San Diego, I would have taken a plane down instead of driven. Right. 
because it's a busy airport there. They have flights leaving every 30 minutes. Now, here's where I'm going to disagree with Columbo <laughs> for the first and only time. <laughs> who takes a plane, even when your friend dies, mm-hmm. who takes a plane from San Diego to L.A.? <laughs> it's a three-hour car ride. <laughs> and as Ken actually reasonably points out, mm-hmm. by the time you drive to the airport, right. figure out your flight, land at LAX, you have to get a new car now, yeah. or arrange for a ride somehow, right. and get to where you were going from LAX, that could very reasonably take just as much time. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm actually—it's weirdly enough. Yes, I will. I, I, I get that. I totally and I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. I think the only reason he brings it up, yeah, is to see what lie Ken will come up with. Yeah. And that's, and here's the thing that that's when you start seeing like the wheels start getting loose here, where yeah. he, Ken's like, "Well, you know, I mean, you start getting a little, you know, your brain's not working." <laughs> oh, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ken doesn't handle the. the <laughs> but but I will say. Uh, to go after Colombo again, just this one scene. Like you kind of, you have to assume that Ken's an idiot for this one more thing to work, <laughs> because because then you know every smart person would be just like, what the hell are you talking about, Colombo? Well, of course I would drive to San Diego. It's not that far. Right, right, right. But uh, but Ken really fumbles the fumbles the pass here. <laughs> oh right, no, because you know I'm a, I got really worried. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah, that's yeah, the Colombo just goes ah. And then walks away, which is also the kind of brilliant thing that Columbo does. Just like, there's nothing more devastating. I think to make you shake more than just Columbo going, oh, okay, and walking away. <laughs> it's great because it's I think it just adds a little seed of, oh, shit, to, yeah. the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the culprit's brain. Yeah. Where he's just, oh, you know, shit. Columbo's thinking about that. <laughs> and that can't be good for me. Yeah, it's like, oh, fuck, wait, is the idiot on to me or something? Yeah. No, no, that can't be. Wait, hold yeah. on. <laughs> and just, it's just that little seed that just you start seeing Ken start freaking out a little bit and making starts to start, the beginning is of Ken making some very poor choices. Yeah, <laughs> this is where it starts to unravel for Ken. Yeah, uh, and then Ken uh, discovers the corpse on his lawn, <laughs> um, which he claims is there. The mafia planted it there to scare him, right? Because they believe that he was also working on the book. Um. And there's also a point here where, again, Ken gets caught in his lie. He says that he was sure Jim was still alive until he saw the corpse, even though he told Columbo earlier that he was sure the mafia killed him. <laughs> so, so Ken's real dumb. Oh, yeah. Very much so, yes. Yeah. Um, they go inside Ken's house, and uh, Columbo starts, he, he notices a very nice painting on the wall, which is he notices is an original, not a copy. Right. He starts talking about royalties and insurance on their writing partnership mm-hmm. and, and who gets what in the event of Jim's death. Real laying it thick that, like, hey, I'm noticing that you cut, you, your shit costs a lot of money and your cash flow is gone. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. interesting. Just, it, yeah, it's like, hmm, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. and it's almost like not so much like, oh, I'm arrogant, I caught you. It's more like, hey, man, I explained this to me. Like, yeah. you got all this and you, you don't have this. So, how does yeah. that work? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to get something, yeah. right? And Ken just gives a real big week. I scraped by. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Ken's answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then here, as Columbo's leaving, we get another one. We get, uh, there's only one thing that I'm not clear about, he says. And he says, you found the body, called the police, and then you opened the mail. See, if it was me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be casually opening the mail. Right. <laughs> uh, which Ken's excuse is he was looking for a distraction. And, oh, uh, Ken. And Columbo again, again with a classic, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just leaves him worrying. Um, so Columbo then goes and talks to uh, an insurance man. He goes to the insurance company. Kind of one of the few scenes in which Columbo actually isn't interacting. 
Because actually, by this point, Columbo's mostly interacting yeah. with Ken or Joanna. It's yeah. actually one of the few scenes, I think, if not... Yeah, this is one of the few scenes, besides the cop scene later, where yeah. Columbo's kind of on his own. Yeah, just doing some, some, some investigating. Mm-hmm. And he sort, of, uh, he sort of hints that if the, uh, if the insurance man doesn't give him the info he wants, he'll get a, he'll get a warrant. Right. Which, which spooks the, the insurance man enough that he gives him... An, he, he tells him, yeah, Ken did have an insurance policy out on Jim. Mm-hmm. They're eating hot dogs in the scene, which is worth <laughs> noting. Which is just a little fun. So, so they're eating out of a, a good old fashioned, like yeah. hot dog shaped yeah. stand. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is a classic LA location. I feel even if yeah. it's not Pink's, I feel like you do see a lot of hot dog stands. Yeah, in, in movies and TV shows set in LA. No, definitely around this period too. Yeah, that's yeah. like that's LA's weirdly signature uh, <laughs> eatery. Yeah, it's like fun. New York is like the 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 you know the not stand the like a you know like a cart. Hot, yeah, hot dog cart. Yeah, hot dog cart or like a, even like a falafel, like any yeah. kind of cart. Right, right, right. LA, we have the hot dog stand. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's funny, and it's um not nah, very quaintly. Oh, it's cute. Yeah, nineteen like seventies LA. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um. Okay, so, so after the insurance, Ken's on a date with a lady. Mm-hmm. He's he's getting busy with some hot lady. They've, yep. they've gone to a play. Yeah, and he's he's you know he's early. This is a I would say kind of an early example of a showing someone who who's like an alpha male, maybe into the game douchebag on a date <laughs> because he's really trying to make himself look big by shitting on the play. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm so smart and I can see that play coming. This play sucked. <laughs> and it's, it's supposed like to I be... I figured a... out the plot <laughs> twist yeah. and everything. And again, I'm like, oh, fuck you, yeah. Ken. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be very impressive to this woman he's on a date with. Uh, but then he sees Lasanka. Lasanka's there. Yeah. Who we all big, recall. loud. Yeah. Yelling, Ken! Ken! <laughs> we all remember her from the country store. Mm-hmm. And she says, hey, would you maybe want to go get drinks? And he says, you know, no, I got to get back to this date I'm on. And he says, well, you know, I get, and then she says, you know, well, I, I guess I'll just have to tell my story to someone else. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> my story about a witness. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh hey, excuse me? <laughs> and it's, uh, I will say, this, uh, we've talked a lot about Columbo so far yeah. and very little about Spielberg. So I'll, I'm going to try That's to true. veer this into. This is Ben on Spielberg. <laughs> this, is, this is Ben on Spielberg, not just one more thing, the Ben View yeah. podcast of Columbo. It's so easy to get sucked into a Columbo, <laughs> although really, Columbo's I'm, great. It's funny, like our one episode, and I'm like, shit, I'm probably going to watch another one later this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I will say this about the directing. Yeah. This is where I found it to be very interesting. Because yeah. um, at this point, it's not, um, Spielberg definitely wasn't doing anything bad. It was yeah. pretty solid television. If anything, it, it does feel like a pretty good you know, uh, detective story, yeah. crime story as a film. Yeah, and, 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 like and the film. look of these things were kind of heavily established at the time. There are a lot of these types of TV shows on the air. Right. So I mean, he's got like a set look that he's working within, and, and you, you see that a lot. Yeah. But what, what what did you notice about this scene? This seemed very interesting to me because it's the one where it's both shot in profile mm-hmm. for with both uh, Ken and Lysenka. Yeah. And it's incredibly uncomfortable yes and it's supposed to be yeah it's supposed to make it's supposed to be uncomfortable with franklin it's supposed to be uncomfortable with lasanka yeah and i think it's really interesting and they're both like still they're both like in profile and darkly shaded darkly shaded in the middle of a crowd yeah it's very claustrophobic and very and that's kind of neat it's a very claustrophobic scene it's a very claustrophobic moment with them but it's in a huge crowd a huge like bright like auditorium type thing yeah. or like a whatever hall or whatever yeah and it kind of does a good job of sort of pulling the focus is you, you know you see them on the date and you're kind of looking at everything you look at the crowd yeah and then she says like, i still have to tell my story to someone else and mm-hmm. just the, the you know the way it's staged and, and the way it's shot it just kind of sucks you into these two people right and they're very 
you know, intimate in a bad way experiment right. <laughs> experience that they're having right now. So uh, when Lysenko was kind of, okay, so yeah, my story, um, the witness thing, yeah. Ken's like, his Ken's yeah. horrifying toothy grin, his own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, goes, I'll be right back. Yeah. And we cut to them now at a fancy restaurant, strawberries with sugar. Yeah. And we find out that Lysenka actually was like, So this is a funny thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw Jim in your car when he was supposed to be getting murdered in his office. If his office, which isn't that weird. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> uh, um, and he says, You know, let's, let's cut the story. Let's talk about real life. Yeah. How much? He gets right to it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and she says fifteen thousand. She gets. She's got a. <laughs> she's got a figure in mind. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So he says, "Done. We'll do it. Right. I'll give you fifteen thousand. And and it's kind of looks like it's kind of interesting in the scene because she's she's still treating this like it's a date. <laughs> like she's still into to Ken right. even right. as she's blackmailing him. For being a murderer. Yeah, for being a murderer. But she's like, you know what, I'll roll with this. I still like this guy. Well, it's, all, it's like, I probably didn't get a chance with this dude before, yeah. and this is the closest I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get yeah. to being in, on a date with him. So and Now he knows I'm cool, because I'm not, <laughs> I'm willing to play ball. I'm not just going straight to the police. Right, right. Um, it's so, yeah. a very troubled woman, yeah. uh, to, be, to put it simply. Yeah. Um, and again, all uncomfortable the scene yeah it's, it's, it's these semi-uncomfortable close-ups and like you know uh the actress who plays Lysenka has <clears throat> a very unique feature on her face as we described earlier and i'll just say that and, and and they're playing towards that yeah they're playing towards the fact that it's that she is clearly not ken's usual type we yeah. met ken's type yeah at the at the the play and he is going along with it his smile is bigger than it has any right to be yeah. it's because it's a combination smile Fuck out, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that kind of. I gotta, oh, I gotta deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a thing that Ken, oh, so smart Ken, did not see coming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't couldn't call that one. Couldn't call that one. No. Um, so the next scene, uh, Ken is being interviewed uh, for for a magazine mm-hmm. about the books and what, what the future of Mrs. Melville. Yeah. Now that Jim has passed, and he's he's playing the 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 you know the fake respectful. Uh, morning former partner right not very well to be honest <laughs> he's he is just on the cusp of outright uh, saying he doesn't give a shit <laughs> but uh he does say that he will he will no longer write mrs Melville books out of respect to jim mm-hmm. but then with like a, a little winking like but never say never <laughs> um as he's getting interviewed colombo colombo shows up colombo shows up and earlier in the episode uh ken gives colombo pretty much every single mrs Melville book they've written yeah that's and right, yeah. he comes back with every single book yeah. back read. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he comes in stumbling around because yeah. he's he's in dumb mode. So yeah. Yeah. he's he's oh ah crap. Yeah, oh, Jack, sorry, I got I'll make a separate pile yeah, yeah, here. Separate I, I just I yeah. apologize for I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's weird. Two fear fox are in the room. Just now. It's like, fuck off, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, um, let me ask them about this scene. Mm-hmm. From a technical standpoint, mm-hmm. did you notice some sound issues in this scene, like weird poppies or? Uh, it it sounded like they were peaking almost at certain points. Like their their voices kind of got weird I, for a second. I didn't catch that. I don't know if that was my speakers or if that was in the episode. <laughs> so I don't know if it's the fault of the sound editors in 1971. But I can't imagine it was the speakers because every every other scene sounded fine. I, I didn't catch that for my for my speakers. There so. may or may not have been some sound <laughs> issues. 
I would like to talk with the sound editor, so whoever worked on this episode. Uh, I'm, I'm for take- shame, I'm, I'm hoping that either you got better. I'm taking the task. For shame, are you looking it up right now? I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna see if that information is on uh, okay. IMDb. All right, we'll table that for now. Yeah. The point is, Columbo notices that uh, Ken's got yeah. Ken. Look, Ken looks like clearly Ken's the heading out for the weekend, mm-hmm. and he goes like, hey, "Why you got like why you got two bottles of wine right here?" Marshall Wallace was in this episode. As woman. What? Oh, credit only. How do you get a credit only appearance for, as woman? Because credit does, only. How does that work? I don't, <laughs> so, for, you know, credit only is, you know, if someone's like a regular on a show. Yeah. But they're not in that episode. They still get a credit because it's in the opening. Right. But how would she have a credit as woman? <laughs> Maybe her scene was cut and they just don't say that. Okay. That That's makes the sense. only thing that could make sense. It's very odd. Okay. Marshall um, Wallace has a credit only as woman. If you don't know who Marshall Wallace is, you have internet. Look it up. Um, yeah, <laughs> she, 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 she was a great lady, and you should look it up. Yes. Uh, um, uh, but let's, let's. So, yeah, now so he's. He's running out with two bottles of champagne. Yeah. So she explains by just saying, oh, I can finish two bottles by myself. You can kind of. And again, the, the lot. Ken's lies clearly get lazier as. Yeah. Or, or or just shorter yeah. for multiple reasons beyond the fact that he's I'm running out of shit to say. Yeah. Also, this guy is fucking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's a, it's like a weird brag, but that like he's bragging like, oh yeah, I can finish two bottles of champagne, no problem. <laughs> but it's like not flattering to him, and it's not a good lie. It's no. just like everything you're saying now is dumb, yeah. and wrong, <laughs> and I'm I'm going to arrest you for murder soon. <laughs> I'm Columbo. Yeah. <laughs> That, that I imagine is the thought process. I have some information here. David H. Moriarty, <laughs> my old nemesis, <laughs> did the sound on this episode of Columbo, so that's probably why it's no good. Uh, oh, uh, you know, Moriarty always with his dastardly sound plans. He went from, uh, well, I mean, like, makes sense. He's not that good of a sound department guy. <laughs> no, that's not his forte. That's probably not his forte. Like, uh, screwing over, I mean, really, maybe he's like, he saw he saw a detective and just instinctively was like, I gotta do something wrong to this guy. <laughs> and uh, and that's what happened. Also, the sound on Airport, it looks like. Airport Apparently, 1970. Yeah. How about that? All right. Uh, all right. Anyway, oh, and a th- bunch of Columbos. Oh, yeah. Five, five episodes. Well, let's hope he got him around. Be- let's yeah. hope got, he got better after episode one. Yeah. So, um, um, so that was the So, sound. David H. Moriarty, you're on Matt's shit list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you better watch yourself, Moriarty. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so, yeah, he's pointing out that he's going to go to his cabin, his San Diego cabinet, for a weekend. Yeah. And, and Columbo does have a classic one more thing here, although he doesn't mm-hmm. actually say that line. He has looked at the phone records. <laughs> and he says, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I saw a call from you to uh, to Joanna that day. Mm. And uh, he says, oh, I just called to tell her that uh, me and Jim had patched up the differences. Which is not a great <laughs> lie. <laughs> no. Because no. it's a, just a weird call to make. Right. Um, and, of course, we know the call was, was Jim to Joanna from uh, Ken's phone. Right. So then he's at the cabin. He goes to have a dinner with Lasanka. Yeah. Meets up with her at uh, at her house. At her house, he's he's got a briefcase with fifteen thousand dollars in it, mm-hmm. and she has prepared dinner. Yeah, for the two of them, um, they're getting a little tipsy. He cracks open the second bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. She, they kiss. She's thinking, "This is great. I got the money. I got the guy. This is perfect." Well, ex- for- well for- executed blackmail. Kind of forgetting that the money is from the guy. Yeah, but she's. Not very yeah. bright. So she sake. she does a she does a very smart thing, and she turns her back to the guy <laughs> to admire the money. 
Yeah. Uh, at which point he <laughs> he wraps a, a bit of cloth around the champagne bottle. Mm. She turns around. We see her scream and then fade to black. Clearly, he has hit her in the head mm. with the bottle. And it's interesting too. Fatally. And this is also where the directing gets kind of interesting too, where mm. it's very much a. Um, I don't know how to put this. It's very. This is where the movie, the the, the episode gets kind of like uh, trashy horror. Yeah. yeah, I guess you could say. Yeah, like, and I kind of liked it for that reason. Yeah. It's very because yeah, that point where she like say pulpy, say very pulp, yeah, pulpy ish yeah. scene where it's the most pulpy ish moment in the whole thing. Where yeah, even down to like Senka like screaming with her hands to her face, going. Ah! Just the classic uh, yeah. troubled woman scream. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's very interesting. And it's definitely where, again, like the uncomfortableness. Yeah. Of the, I don't think... Yeah, I, to a certain degree, there's a little... And the tension's pretty strong here, too. And yeah. I guess going back to kind of what you said in uh, in Duel, yeah. where there's a part of you kind of which is like, it's a shame that Steven Spielberg doesn't like to hang out in the horror world yeah. uh, more often. Because even here, yeah. this is there's pretty... a little something to it. A little something to it. A little spice than, yeah. uh, than any kind of traditional kind of a terror scene. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. I kind of feel like yeah, he doesn't hang out there nearly as much as I think he probably should or should yeah, go back to. Yeah, he'll give us kind of tastes of it every now and then in a movie, but he... Has he ever done like a? I mean, I guess Jaws is a horror movie, but since Jaws, is he even I, I like feel a like Jaws is horror movie. We'll get to that later, but yeah. like, yeah. Um, now, as of outside of that, like a straight horror supernaturally, or just like a horror threat, not really, not a hundred percent. He doesn't thrill, thriller-ish at best, yeah. thrilling, yeah, with some blood, but he never goes full tilt, yeah, thriller. And I, ironically, Columbo stay close as he's gotten <laughs> Columbo and Duel, yeah. <laughs> so mm. we cut now to Ken is a. Uh, He's done with the body. Done with the body. He's he's on her boat, mm-hmm. presumably. Although when they later confirmed, mm-hmm. he dumps the body. He 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 fills the champagne bottles with water and lets them sink to the shore. Yeah. To the shore. Words are not kind <laughs> to, to the bottom. Sometimes. The bo- yes. You know what is the bottom of a body of water, but the deep shore. Well, uh, <laughs> I've never heard that. Does that not work? So, no, really. Is that, is that, what, is that not a phrase? Why don't we just keep going? Don't is worry that, about it. Is that not, is that not what definitions mean? Right. Move on, Matt. Uh, <laughs> so to the bottom of the deep shore. Got it. Yep, to the bottom. Going both going bottoms. To the deep shore. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with you on this. Let's keep going. <laughs> so, uh, and then it's the next morning. Mm-hmm. We've got some swimmers bringing the boat back in. They found the body. Mm-hmm. They're talking about how she drowned. Um, it's a Ken, Ken's there, you know, you know, like a Ken's little, there, like as, a, as a bystander. Like he's got yeah. a fishing boy. He's like, I'm just going fishing today. <laughs> What's I, this? A body? I hmm. wish. I really wish he did that. How could that have gotten there? <laughs> I wish it was just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, was, I mean, it was almost. He was not almost. being very. <laughs> he was not being as as inconspicuous as he might might should have been. Right, right. Um, so he's you know he sees like yeah job done they found it mm-hmm. these dumb cops don't know any better mm-hmm. um great i solved it <laughs> so he goes back to his cabin and guess guess who shows up knocking at the back door of the cabin <laughs> not even the front door the yeah. back door it's our old pal colombo and it's great because ken's face is just that look of oh for fuck's sake yeah <laughs> <laughs> and also here we get this nice kind of moment of, of colombo being a little shady yeah and doing it way better than ken <laughs> ever did where he's he, he colombo explains you know I, there, there was no one home so i just came around the back <laughs> uh and then he says oh that's funny i didn't see your car and he says, oh yeah i parked it in the shade the sun does horrors to the paint so, <laughs> so colombo's got an answer ready for everything for how he was able to sneak up on him right and he's talking about, yeah, you know, I saw this woman drown. It's a terrible story. Did you know her? Mm-hmm. And Ken says, you know, no. he said first he says flat out no. Right. Then he says, you know, well, I, you know, I knew the store and I knew her as the person in the store. You yeah. know, 
Well, but clearly you shopped over there. You got the bags from the yeah. store. I saw your grocery list. Yeah, grocery store. Well, no, I mean I've, like, I'm friendly to her, yeah. and a you yeah, know. And, like, I, I know a lot of people without really knowing them. Again, Ken. Oh, yeah. Ken. <laughs> That's his thing. And Columbo again, expertly playing the fools. Like, oh yeah, I guess I do know people like that. <laughs> uh, and then he says, uh, and then Ken also goes like, like, what are you doing here? He's like, well, you know, you made this place sound so great, and I'm just like, I figured I'll go check out, see if I can get any cabins for myself for vacation. You drove three hours here. <laughs> Yeah, that's Columbus story. <laughs> <laughs> to check a vacation spot. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he he says that, uh, and then he starts asking you know, again under the guise of, of wanting to rent a cabin. There, he's like, hey, well, what's the nightlife like around here? <laughs> like, what do you mean nightlife? Yeah. It's like, well, it's like because I called last night to let you know that I'm coming. And there was and no answer. He's like, and then Ken's like, oh fuck. Yeah, and then, and then nothing. So that's the end of the scene. Yeah. we're just like. Fuck. Yeah, no, Ken, Ken has no answer. Columbo knows he was doing something last night. Fuck. Yeah, no, it's kind of perfect. Yeah, like, yeah, like Columbo's like, I got the oh, oh no smart answer this time. Yeah. Oh well, see ya. See ya. Uh, yeah. So then Columbo goes over to the store. Mm-hmm. Says, hey, I'm LAPD. You can, I, you mind if I check things out? Mm-hmm. Goes in the store, finds the signed book. Yep. Which is romantically signed. It's like, you know, to my darling, Miss Lysenko or whatever. And then we find something else out. As he's wandering around with the book, we didn't, it's not just that Lysenko, like, Ken went to Lysenko's house. The grocery store is Lysenko's yeah, house. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. So she, yeah. 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 And he finds a champagne <laughs> cork, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so, these are not looking good for Ken. <laughs> Um, so he, he, uh, he goes to Joanna. Joanna, yeah. He's, he's saying, hey man, Ken did this shit. <laughs> and now this is interesting now, where it's like goofy Columbo yeah. that we've seen for most of this thing. This is straight up hard nose. Here's the deal. Yeah. It's like, he's giving every fact yeah. to Joanna. Like, he did this, he did this. I'm assuming he did this, but that's most likely because he did this. And he's just giving it all in. He's like, he probably killed your husband for this. He probably, he went over here to this Lysenka woman. Clearly he does know her because he fucking lied to me again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Joanna's having a hard time yeah. buying it. Even though she doesn't like him, yeah. she still can't wrap her head around the idea of like, but he, well, no, but he wouldn't kill. He wouldn't kill. And then Columbo mentions the, the bit of evidence we have not heard until now. Although we know Ken did this. We mm-hmm. know Columbo knew. He has looked at the bank records, and he has seen that Ken withdrew $15,000 <laughs> the night Lysenka died, mm-hmm. and then deposited it the next day, which looks pretty fishy. <laughs> um, so Columbo, he, he goes to the office. Mm-hmm. Ken gets there. He's thinking the place is going to be cleared out by now. He's like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, it's not cleared out. He sees Columbo in there. <laughs> it's a great shot, Columbo. Yeah, Columbo's it's, it's Columbo. He's, he's got one more book, and yeah. he's sitting behind Ken's desk or Jim's yeah. desk, and he's just looking very confused. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like he looks like he's the book's giving him a headache. Yeah. He's rubbing his temple. Yeah, he's like, what the hell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just now realized that I don't remember if he's smoking one of them in this scene, mm. but I want to talk about Columbo's cigars <laughs> because they're the grossest <laughs> looking cigars. Like they're they're green. Green, yeah, they're green. <laughs> he's smoking a green. Cigar, <laughs> which is kind of, I kind of like that this it's this weird detail about Columbo that you kind of get the feeling that he's just like a disgusting man, <laughs> like, like he probably smells like gross cigars. 
like, like some I, bourbon, yeah, brandy. Some bourbon. <laughs> really gross stogie that's always in his mouth. Like, I feel like the stogies are like, for even the 70s, were fucking cheap. Yeah. <laughs> They're green. They're green. It's like, surely that's not a sign of quality. <laughs> uh, oh. So, yeah, I get the feeling that as much as we like Columbo, you, you wouldn't necessarily want to hang out with him because I'm betting he's, he does not smell great. No, he does not. That's uh, why even the reason why Franklin doesn't like him. Yeah, <laughs> that's another like, reason. This smells like a bum. <laughs> He's coming into my office and asking me questions. <laughs> smells like you haven't showered in a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Columbo uh, lays out, he lays out all the evidence. Mm-hmm. Says, you did it. Ken is cocky throughout the whole thing. He's like, hey. Ken is basically admitting privately to Columbo that he did do it. <laughs> right. But saying, hey, there's no way you'll ever pin this on me. Right. Um, and then uh, Columbo pulls out a, a bit of evidence he had found an idea that had been written down years ago for a murder that was the exact same way Jim was murdered. Right. And he points out the first murder was very good. It was very hard for Columbo to crack. Yeah. The second murder, shit. That's why <laughs> Columbo solved that one easy. And, and he says, you know, obviously you know, Jim was the writer. Jim came up with the first murder. Mm-hmm. You came up with the second. That's why it was so bad. And the second murder was sloppy. Yeah, sloppy. Yeah, that's what he says. Sloppy. Uh, that's a great scene. I love that scene. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, we find out that Ken did come up with the first murder. It mm-hmm. was the only good idea he'd ever had, <laughs> and you know, it didn't work. And the, out. And the it idea didn't work out so well for him after all. Well, it's like the thing is like you say, like it's the only good idea he ever had, and I must have told Jim, and Jim must have forgot, and Jim wrote it. Or Jim must have forgot and wrote it down, and he, like in a latent memory, or Jim wrote it when they first talked about it, and he yeah. just tucked it away uh, until he could find a. Yeah. And that's the thing. Even Ken was like. This is the fucking irony. That's yeah. actually my idea. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the only smart one I ever came up with. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know the freaking ass was going to write it yeah. down. <laughs> God damn it, Jim. <laughs> in a way, that's kind of not, it's almost nice. In a weird way, Jim was the one who kind of solved his own murder. Yeah. And yeah. that's also the reason why Jim was like wondering, why was this like earlier? Yeah, deja vu. Deja yeah. vu. That's this, what it was about. Yeah. Well, and mostly, it sounds familiar. It probably because of the fact that they've been writing these books for what, 10 years, you said? Something like that. So, for a while, yeah. For a while, so it's like... If it's a that, big stack of books that he hands Columbo, so exactly. he's only written a few of them. Right, so if anything, it's like, uh, if Ken came up with that idea, like when they first were talking about the books, and yeah. Jim wrote it down, it's like, all right, cool, we'll just talk this way, and yeah. we'll figure out when to use it, and then they never got around to it. So yeah. it was just that little note that Ken wrote 10 years ago, yeah. and Jim honestly forgot because, you know, he hasn't looked at it since. Yeah. So that's when, yeah, it, that's how, like, it's sort of vaguely remembered Jim, and... Jim's like, why is this so... Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why Jim also didn't figure it out right away. He's like, oh yeah. my God, you're going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're going to do now. Yeah. You moron, you wrote this... <laughs> yeah. You told this to me 10 years ago. <laughs> I wrote this book already. I know how it ends. <laughs> um, okay, so we've talked a lot about the plot yeah. of Columbo. Um, here's, it's weird to kind of judge directing in this thing. Yeah. Because, um, A, it's early Spielberg. Early, very early, 71. Mm-hmm. Hasn't really done a lot yet. Yeah. Um, before he, this, he had done Amblin, mm-hmm. and then like Amblin's a short film that he made on his own. Yeah, he did other short films. Another uh, like a what? Mar- Marcus Welby, MD. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Moriarty worked on that one too. I remember from his own right, right. page. <laughs> Night Gallery, of course. The name of the game, which we will talk about in a later in, maybe in a later episode. Right. Uh, the Psychiatrist, and then Columbo, and that was it. Right. And then Firelight, which I was looking at. Do you know this movie? Um, I think that's like his little first early he, yeah, he was home like age film, seventeen or something, yes. but it was feature length. Yeah, and he convinced the local theater to let him show it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he, he guaranteed they would make a profit. They he had to sell five hundred seats at a dollar a ticket, basically. Yeah. 
and he sold 501 and he's like i made a profit <laughs> uh, that film was lost unfortunately it's called firelight you can see some clips of it on youtube but yeah. uh, as a whole it is lost okay. so yeah really i mean i mean this was early days for spielberg right and like you said it's a tv show so it's kind of you know even even though this was the first episode, presumably some of the look was established in that unaired pilot. Right. So you're just you're kind of you're filling a slot more than you're really kind of making your own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think you can definitely you can see some shades of Spielberg there. Yeah. Uh, as you pointed out, that the scene with uh, Lasenka and Ken at the the playhouse. Mm-hmm. A little bit. No, no. And then it's and it's interesting to do to think back on him where he was the guy you hired. Yeah. To get the job done. Yeah. And it kind of goes uh, to. I'm actually do glad. I am glad that we did start with Duel and then kind of work backwards here, because yeah. it allows us to kind of look back on Duel right now and kind of see that like how why did Duel pop as big as it did? Yeah, is that you can tell even now at Columbo, it was like yeah, you, you can know, see where he kind of learned the tricks on Columbo. Right, at the very least, he learned how to handle a crew. Yeah, learned how to work on a, a quick schedule, etc. So he's his comfortable scale of how to work in the as a professional director got pretty good by this point. Yeah, so by the time he gave duel and i'm assuming assuming the situation with duel was very much like hey let's just let you go all out with this and you know kind of do your own thing follow the script and budget make it your way and you know because that's yeah it's not a tv show it's not a series it's just a one story and that's kind of where the the seeds of of honest good talent that we saw in columbo um explode on duel yeah and and even then it's like Columbo's well paced it's well it is well shot overall for being tv and it does you know and there's like like you know, like you say the the scene where you know the first scene with Columbo and, and Joanna, it's, it is nicely paced. Yeah, and, and it's just simple camera moves here, camera moves here, but there's a flow to the scene. Like a part of the flow comes from Columbo getting up and making omelets and getting shit from the from the fridge, etc. Yeah, and I will say this is maybe something that, that you can see the influence here. Kind of, um, I watched. Uh, this is another show I've never seen a full episode, but I've watched about five minutes the other day of a Law and Order, mm. and that's you know that's the trope they always make fun of in Law and Order is you know anytime they're talking to a witness. The witness always, always, always has to be doing something with their hands. They're <laughs> right. loading boxes. Uh, and the scene I watched, a woman was pouring, was was grabbing wine from the cupboard and pouring out wine. <laughs> and I, I, you can kind of see Columbo with the omelet. I mean, that's kind of like the good version <laughs> of what would later become this just such a standard <laughs> paint by numbers law and order trope. You can kind of see where it started as as a, a good and interesting thing, right? On Columbo, not to shit on Law and Order. No, 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 no. Um, and to be fair, uh. To be equal fair, I mean, as much as I enjoyed watching this, and I, yeah. I'll probably periodic, I will definitely try a, another episode now yeah. that I've gotten a taste of it. Yeah. I could also say um, I can see how this can get tiring yeah. after thirteen years. Yeah, well, like, I mean, not thirteen seasons, but thirteen, 13 seasons, seasons of, uh, fuck, however many years. Yeah, like thirteen seasons of a show, and it's like I can see how by like season five, you're like I get it, the guy's gonna <laughs> fuck, and then I, it's. But you know, that, I mean, that's like it'll be. I just. It moved my dog accidentally. I apologize. <laughs> pretty. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're gonna wa- watch them all on Netflix, I can see how it get tiring. Right. But if if you're watching it like once a week when it's on, like I, I could, you know, I'll probably stick it around. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I, totally. I, yeah. I, I think just here's the thing that, that these weren't made to be binge watched. No. No. This yeah. is a different era. Yeah. We we are now in the era of binge watching. Yeah. I do not recommend binge watching Columbo. There. That's. I mean, it's crazy how many shows don't really stand up to binge watching like it's it's such a thing that we kind of take for granted now yeah but even like you know i watched the x-files a lot as a kid and i've probably seen every episode Mm -hmm. but i've never seen it all the way through 
because it's 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 hard to watch a series all the way through without binge watching. Yeah. And it's really hard to binge watch X Files <laughs> because those Monster of the Week episodes stack up. And as I mean, as good as each one may be individually, right? It's just it's hard. It's really hard to binge watch. No, it's it's kind of like uh, I started watching Supernatural, mm-hmm. and so I, you're a, you're 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 you're, you're I'm, I'm like there you're, yet. You're, you're a nerd enjoy, lady. Is I enjoy it. Hold you're on, a nerd lady. Who I just enjoy wants it. To see sexy guys. And, I well, they're not unattractive, but <laughs> I enjoy it. Do I they think, have a? Uh, oh, this is a serious question. Sure, sure. I only season one. I season there, one. there is a big. I mean, a big part of Supernatural's following. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to make any judgments on the show, but right. a big part of their following is nerd girls who want to see sexy boys. Mm, I think... A big part of their following. I'm not saying that's all there is to the show, but I'm saying that's a big part of their following. I can't speak for every female fan I know who's into Supernatural, but the ones I know... And I'm not making a judgment of them. I'm just saying that they're... they're, they're, Are you just saying, are there a good amount of fans of Supernatural that like the show because of that reason? I'm going to say definitely there are. Well, yeah. What I'm going to ask is, do they also have a big gay following? Um, is this a crossover straight woman and gay man hit? I don't know that. I mean, I, can, I don't have that information. I don't have that information. I, I'm. A, I'll go on Tumblr and I might see. <laughs> okay. well, I think. Tum- can you do some research for me? I will. <laughs> the next Benview show. Uh, Justin investigates this. <laughs> Just one more thing. Um, yeah, sorry, so, what are you going to say? Some most irrational before I, I, I you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just going to say I've. That's a show where I can't binge watch it. Yeah. I think, and much like you said, at X Files, it's a. It's, I really, oh, like, week to week, this is entertaining and really in- enjoyable. But then I feel like after I'm done with that story, I'm done. When I don't want to see those characters yeah. again until next week. When did Supernatural start, let me ask you? Uh, I think it's 10 years. So 2005. Yeah, 2005. But that's like, I feel like anything made from, like, I'm going to say, like, maybe as recent as 2012 on is made from the perspective of, okay, we need this to be binge-watchable. I can see that. And I yeah. and I think it's 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 really something how I mean you you go as recently as two thousand five yeah and it's just a completely different kind of show mm-hmm. and Columbo is, is of that old ilk yeah. which is only recently deceased in our <laughs> in our television culture it's it Sherlock aside right and yeah. Sherlock is like three movies yeah exactly That's what Sherlock does like you know we're doing kind of movie of the week stories mm-hmm. but we still want people to be able to binge watch them so you know what we're gonna we're gonna do three episode seasons right so it's like you can. Definitely do a whole day. It's like yeah. 12 episodes of any other show. Yeah. Or six episodes of any other show. And it will still be entertaining and enjoyable, but then not feel like you're exhausted. Yeah. Um, and I can see, you know, like if you're going to, if you liked this episode and say, hey, Columbo is on Netflix. That's how me and Matt watched yeah. it. And you can watch this very episode um, right away yeah. and enjoy it. But then, like, if you liked it, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Wait a couple of days. Yeah. And then, like, if I'm in the mood, hey. A pop in a Columbo. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go through every, I think only seven seasons is on Netflix. So I'm not going to go through every one of those. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but I, you know, it's a thing though. I can see the appeal. I can see why it lasted as long as it yeah. did. And hey, who doesn't like Peter Falk? No, you know, no I appreciate that. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, Peter Falk, stop by by the way. <laughs> All right, you're welcome. You guys are good kids. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a pleasure, yeah, sir. It was great. Now, yeah, take care. Don't, don't watch episode three. What? Why? Episode, what's it, what goes don't don't three? watch that one. Is it no good? Or is, is it? it I gotta go, boys. Like you're what? You're you're good, 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 okay, bye, uh, Peter. It's okay, good to see you, man. All right. Just one more thing. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Classic. Woo! Woo! That's 
<laughs> just no, I just I just gave that to you. Oh, no, I enjoyed it. Even I think, if, even if I you, it. you made the fanboy very happy yeah, right now. It was very nice. <laughs> now nah, you can't take care. Good night. Um, <laughs> see you later, Mr. Fox. See ya. That's really, that's really, that's really yeah, nice. From the dead and everything. He kind of sounded a little like James Adomian's Paul Giamatti. A little bit. A little bit. But I'm okay with that. But maybe Peter Fox a fan. I, you know what? Who's to say Paul didn't take that from him? <laughs> um, anything else Spielberg-ish, as best as you can? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Nothing's nothing's coming to mind here. Yeah, I mean, I think this is inter- you know there, there are traces of Spielberg in it, but it is very much just you know a, a TV show episode, right? But it, it you know it's 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 worth it's it's worth looking at if you're if you're a Spielberg fan, yeah. to just kind of see where he cut his teeth, where he learned the craft. Basically. I agree. Especially because, like, if, if other if this than film school, which he famously <laughs> went to with a bunch of other famous directors, right? I mean, like, he's one of the directors who is kind of famous in some part for going to film school. Right. <laughs> and an old old dumb dumb over here just said he learned it on Columbo. <laughs> well, dude, but he still had to. Like, yeah. I I went to film school, and I feel yeah. like you'll get more actual lessons while on the job. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If this show is supposed to be, we are going to go through Spielberg. Yeah. We're going to go through his career, and we're going to go chronological, and we're going to examine it and see how it fits. Like, no, I say I agree, and I thought this was a great idea. Yeah. Let's let's see the thing that, you know, he had to start, you know, cut his teeth. And this is kind of a fun experience for me, because I'm like, hey, I've, I've never seen an episode of Columbo, like I said, and hell, I like Columbo. How about yeah. that? Um, <laughs> but also, like, kind of looking at it and going, oh, yeah, like, this is a guy who's working, but also clearly not hacking it in. Like he is yeah. clearly doing a good job and when allowed to, and when allowed to have a little artistic flourish, I'm assuming yeah. that was him going, okay, cool. I'll get to do that. Yeah. But then right back to work. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good so stuff. there we go. Good stuff. With Columbo's on Netflix. Cool. Check it out. Guys. <laughs> Check it out. It's fun. Uh, plugs. Um, okay. I, um, ages guard.com. Yep. Of course, uh, that's where you probably either you're, uh, you probably found this episode there as another post that I've done. Um, I, of course, write Looking Ahead every Monday. What's, what, 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 what's, what's up? What's coming out next? What's coming up next? There's a little preview of Looking Ahead. Looking Ahead. Uh, this was, ooh. well, okay, we got... Uh, this will drop on the 15th. This will drop on the 15th of uh, February? Yeah. Okay, so we got coming up on that week... Ooh. Um, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah, it's okay. That is hard to look into the future. It's okay. Um, well, what's coming out the week of the most recent one you posted? The one that's coming out. This the one we're recording. The episode will be uh, the thirteenth. Yeah. So we've got Kingsman mm. Secret Service. I'm um, I'm looking forward to it because I like Matthew Vaughn. I, I see. I, I don't like Matthew. Vaughn. See, I, I am okay. But I like Colin Firth a whole lot. I do love Colin Firth. And he as looks well. really cool in this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know about this. I, I'm looking forward to it. I do, like I said, I like Matthew Vaughn. I love Colin Firth. And I hate uh, Mark Millar as well. It's I one I despise Mark Millar. What a terrible person! <laughs> just, I don't I don't like him. Um, Crass is a word I recently heard cr- used to describe very him, good. and I thought that was perfect. Credit I, to Derek Armillo. He's the one who described him as that's, crass. That's a good one. Uh, but the one I, who would... I recently yelled at about this show <laughs> on a podcast. But uh, um, court credit's due. He said he was crass, and I agreed. I will say the one to definitely keep your eye out, and then even by the time this episode uh, is uploaded, and I posted a review on this on Guard, but I, I would, I'm pushing what we do in the shadows. And what's that movie? I don't know that one. What We Do in the Shadows is uh, written and directed by Jermaine Clement. Oh, I like that guy. And Taki Wakati. Takai Wakati. I'm so sorry. It's a New Zealand name, but I apologize. Um, <laughs> oh, he was on Douglas movies recently, that gentleman. Yes. And, um, With Jermaine, I believe. Because they're promoting yeah. What We Do in the Shadows. Makes and sense. They, it's a documentary, and air quotes, mm-hmm. uh, about a documentary crew that follow uh, four vampires and live in New Zealand. Yeah. And it's funny. 
if you love You've flight seen it? i've seen it uh, so this sounds like maybe it's a good version of diary of the dead which oh is a my terrible movie. god yes um <laughs> it's you fun- want to see that movie but good watch this it's movie. fucking hilarious um it's it's str- i pushed this movie really hard if you love flight of concords um you if you love that sense of humor of Flight of Concord, it's all over this movie. Right. It's got a nice, it's got a strange sweetness to it somehow. And like, basically, Jermaine plays like a version of Vlad the Impaler, and it's hilarious. There's a character called Deacon in there who I kind of love, who's like, imagine a guy who thinks he's Lestat from Anne Rice's novels, sure. but he's like a pudgy dude, <laughs> and he's nowhere near as cool as Anne Rice's characters. Um, what we do in the show, I love that movie, and it's coming out limited release bit by bit you go look on the website and see your cities of uh, one that's get, gonna get it i think the 20th okay. February 20th it's gonna be at irvine oh so that, that counts as a looking ahead still even yeah. when this episode drops I mean. yeah yeah it's, it's gonna drop this week uh, in la new york yeah but then yeah by this by the time this episode's drop i think it's gonna be at the regal cinema and in irvine the okay. sixth theater one for university for the listeners who are listening yeah, so in orange if county you're in the orange county area uh, but look on the website um i believe they've I haven't seen if they succeed in their Kickstarter. They did a Kickstarter to see if the episode was going to, if the, to raise funds to get into more theaters. Okay. So hopefully that worked out for them. Right. Um, yeah. Let's what we do in the out. shadows. Sounds good. How about you, Matt? Uh, go to BenViewNetwork.com. Check out all the shows on there. Uh, we've got Benson's Boombox recently back from the grave. Woo! We got Shut Up Leonard, which is about community, and we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about soon when season Woo! six premieres. Uh, we got Matt and Breno's wrestling show, which is about wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got Popsicles, which uh, some of you may may have come here for Popsicles because uh, Derek Armijo, one of the co-hosts on Popsicles, uh, has re- repeatedly displayed anger at me for not respecting Spielberg as much as I should have. <laughs> and I, I kind of lost it and screamed at him in a recent episode <laughs> to respect this show. So uh, if, if you're here from Popsicles, uh, I, I stand by my yelling at Derek. And it's it's good to see. You. I, I have not heard, check out Popsicles if you have not heard that show. I haven't heard listened to that episode yet, <laughs> but I was going to point out that you know it's funny because we've had three episodes and you've said very nice things about him. I mean, yeah, but apparently <laughs> I was not respecting so him I'm enough. Just, I'm just saying you have yet to say, oh, and Spielberg's a hack in these three episodes. You've actually I mean, done. I might, I might get there. You might get there, <laughs> but, but as of right yet. now, you're yeah. finding a lot of uh, yeah. nice things to say about the filmmaker. So um, yeah, so, I, so check out Popsicles. Yeah. Maybe I'm biased because yeah. I'm a co-host, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and check out comic nerds unite uh first of all i'm going to be appearing on that show uh soon mm-hmm. to talk about superman birthright a comic which was recommended to me by uh justin Keyson sitting Ooh. over here actually to, to bring it all around. I, that's surprising me i went oh i did that <laughs> yeah i totally forgot again oh i did yeah you I did, did recommend that book too uh, all right and, and just a shout out to those guys the hosts of that show are mark bolton and tim von otrieve they're big supporters of this show mm-hmm. they've been telling their friends about it so again, yes, if, that's if right thank you guys if, i've been seeing that yeah, if you, you, you might be listening to this be, because of that recommendation so definitely want to give a shout out to them. Thanks to them, uh, and, and listen to their show because I'll be on soon. And ch- fucking check this out. You know who was the most recent guest on their show? Mm-hmm. Ryan North. I saw that. Ryan North was on the show. That's amazing. Ryan North is probably my favorite comic writer currently working. It's <laughs> it's incredible. He was on their show, so you know it's a good show. Check out Comic Nerds United. It's on the Benview Network, which you can find at BenviewNetwork.com. And I got just one more thing. <laughs> You can, just one more thing. Just one more thing. You can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Dr. Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. Hey everybody, Matt here with uh, just one more thing. That, that still works, right? Even though this is our, our, our fifth one, I think. One thing we forgot to add in the plug segment is that uh, Ben View on Spielberg is now on Twitter. We are at Ben on Steve. Once again, that's at Ben on Steve. Uh, and if you want to write us an email, if you want to get in contact with us that way. 
You can email us at benviewonspielberg at gmail.com. Back to the regular plugs. Or the end of the show. Nice. See you next month. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at benviewnetwork.com.